Hello you. On today's podcast, I'm going to be sharing the three big things that I've taken away so far from being a generator. So before I dive into that, I will of course be sharing lots about what it's like to be a generator because that's me. But I'd also love to share on this podcast more about the other types. So you might already know that you can find an interview with a generator, another one, um, as well as a projector. I'd also love to spend some time chatting with a manifesting generator and a reflector as well. So if that's you and you'd like to join me for an interview, please do reach out. I'd love to have you over here. So for now, I'm going to be diving in because I know there will be a lot of generators out there. And some of what I share does apply as well to the manifesting generators. And between those two types, we make up 70% of the population. So for sure, some of you will be generators. If you're not sure and you want to know before you listen, then please pause me right now. Go in the show notes and find the link to get your free human design chart. You can get that directly from my website. You can download it and that'll tell you right away what your type is. So let's dive in. So the first thing that I want to share is purpose. I can find my purpose in my generator type and you can too. So a lot of people ask me, um, how do I find my purpose? Is that something that human design can help me with? And the answer is absolutely yes. So as a generator, my purpose is to follow what lights me up. It's to build. It's to be inspired by the manifestors. Thank you, manifestors. And to take those inspirations and to create and build and expand and bring things into reality. So that's really broad, isn't it? And you might wonder how do you then take that and make it into something tangible? It sounds really vague. It feels like a bit of a cop-out answer. What's your purpose? Well, it's to be lit up. So how does that actually work in practice? Well, here's how it's working for me. So for me, it's about being in response to something in the outside world. So seeing something happening, hearing something, having a conversation with somebody, could be watching something on TV. And to respond to that with my sacral energy. And my sacral energy is really clear. All generators and manifesting generators have this. Um, some of us also have an emotional overlay on that. And that's something I can talk about on another podcast. Um, for me, I don't. So my sacral energy is really clear and it's a really great final decision maker for me as well. So I'll kind of see something and I'll have a sacral yes or a sacral no. Sometimes a sacral, hey, I don't care, which is also a no. And when I see those things that are a yes, those are the things that light me up. So that makes it really easy to know what's going to light me up. And also really easy to know what I've got the energy for. So as I respond with those yeses, what I'm actually doing is kind of following energetic breadcrumbs. So I'm saying yes to something that I might not logically say yes to. And that could lead me on to something else that I might not have come across. And that might be a yes. So it's almost it's like a path that I can't predict. 
I can't know where it's going to take me. And that's, it's really exciting, but it involves an awful lot of trust. Um, that's a little bit of why trust is my word for the year, by the way. Um, so I'm learning to trust that when my sacral says yes, it's taking me off down a little breadcrumb route that I might not normally be going down. And it's taking me away from the things that are a no for me. So if I kind of reflect back over the last few years, starting a new business, coming into coaching and taking on work that wasn't really a great fit, but work that I felt I should take on, maybe it felt kind of logical um, and having a bit of a scarcity mindset, thinking, well, I'd better take this on because what if there's nothing else? And I mean, definitely there have been projects that I've worked on that my whole body said a no to. And I could feel that no really clearly. I could feel every part of me saying, no, no, you cannot do this. And that little voice, the logical voice in my mind saying, yeah, you should do this because what if somebody else does it instead? Or what if this is the only thing that comes along and logically it makes sense to do it because this person has great connections and they might connect you up and that might lead to more work. So all of that came from the wrong place. It came from fear and scarcity and I was going against my body. So those projects were things that I just felt drained by. Um, I wasn't sleeping very well. I didn't do my best work. I did lose some good connections along the way. And all in all, it was really, yeah, it was absolutely shit. So that was what led to a lot of the burnout that I had last year. And I guess I can reflect even further back than that, um, back through my working career, uh, things that I said yes and no to for all the wrong reasons. So I'm now in this place where I've been able to step back and look at what I'm saying yes and no to. So I have found that now that I've got this space, some really interesting opportunities have come up. So I'll give you an example. Last year, um, contacting my network who I might have known for a couple of years, she came along to me and said, would you like to come into charity and run some workshops? And I said, yes, um, that yes, absolutely. My whole body was like, yes, that is the right thing for me. So we set this up. It took a little while going through paperwork and going through planning and dates and getting people enrolled and signed up. And I mean, through that process, it dragged a little bit and I was a bit unsure and I was really nervous. So what was really interesting in that is even though I'd had a sacral yes and I knew I had the energy and I knew it was right, it was still scary. So my sacral is not going to take me on easy journeys. So yeah, lots of imposter syndrome, lots of unsurety. Am I going to be able to do this? And then getting up, getting on with it, getting into it, it's turned into some of the most wonderful work. And so over the last 
three months. I've run 10, 15 workshops within this charity. It's not very highly paid at all, but it is the best work. And I can tell because when I talk about it, my voice changes. You can hear the lit upness. And when I'm in the room with the women and delivering the work, there's so much ease and flow and their responses to me tell me that I'm in exactly the right place. Now, if you'd have said to me last year, before all this happened, that this is what I'd be doing, I'd have said, oh no, there's no way I could do that. It doesn't feel right. It's not where I want to go. I want to earn a lot more than that. Yeah, I just wouldn't have believed it. But honestly, following these breadcrumbs, it feels like it's got me to exactly the right place. And when I'm in that room, I just know that that's my purpose, is to be there. I've got such a connection to it. And, you know, equally following my human design path. And did I want to be a human design coach? Yes, absolutely. And I'll honestly, I'll let you into a secret for the last four years in my business. I've referred to myself as a self-belief coach and I've never really been behind that. I mean, it is what I do, help women with self-belief. But I just couldn't feel great saying it and last three months when I've been calling myself a human design coach I'm like yes that is what I am so delivering human design to women as well and helping them figure out their identity absolutely yeah I can sit in those calls and go this is my purpose for sure now are those things always going to be the thing no they might not be that might change it might evolve. I'm excited to see where it evolves. And again, those energetic breadcrumbs are going to be there for me to follow. So you might find me doing something different in five years. I mean, you might not. So that's what I wanted to share with you about purpose, that it doesn't need to feel like one thing. And I know often we search for purpose, don't we? Like, what's my purpose? I feel a bit lost. And I think it's not just one thing, but I think it could be an overarching thing. So yeah, for me and for generators, the purpose is being lit up, building, creating, growing and expanding what we're inspired by. So maybe that's your purpose too. The second big thing that I get from being a generator type is seeing the conditioning that I've had. Um... And by that, I mean, seeing how I've been trained or conditioned to be. And as a generator, I have got a lot of energy. I've got absolutely loads of energy. So as a generator, I know that I've got a lot of energy, which can mean that I say yes to everything. Um, As I mentioned before, saying yes and ignoring my body's guidance and not having any boundaries and finding it very hard to say no. And other people can often see that as well. They can see the energy that a generator has and really push them, lean on them, have high expectations. And we're often taught, aren't we, to just work hard. That's what delivers results is hard 
work and messages like, you don't have to enjoy your work, you just have to get on with it. Um, I actually had a conversation with a friend this week whose parents have told her, you don't need to enjoy your work, just go and do it, go work hard. That's the most important thing. So these are the messages that we've grown up with. And the idea that having work that we enjoy is just not okay. So being able to see some of this conditioning um, and the behaviour that it leads to, things like overcommitting, saying that I, I'll take on everything because I know I have a sacral energy bank that will go all day long. Well, yeah, I do, but not for everything. And lacking boundaries. So letting people give me things to do that aren't right for me. Now, yeah, that, that energy bank will let me push through. It'll let me force. Um, but that's what's going to lead to that functional burnout. I'm going to end up being disconnected from play from that that wonderful childlike joy that we get from just being in our bodies in the moments losing that through this conditioning not letting ourselves be lit up because we're 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 following what the hard work is we've forgotten what being lit up is like maybe it looks like um obligations taken over from wonderful body decision making as well so instead of doing what feels good for us we're doing what feels good for other people like we've got this obligation to do stuff for them and in all of that there can be fear of course and there can be guilt guilt that i've got the energy as a generator but i don't want to use it on what you want me to use it on And there could be that, yeah, fear that people won't like me if I say no. So it's really been important to notice all of this and recognise that that has come from, you know, years of messaging and effectively shutting down that sacral connection, that recognising of what is right and good for me, the knowing what lights me up and what I've got the energy for, all of that kind of closing off, um, listening to my mind instead of my body. And then awareness being so important, right? When we shine the light on those shadows, when we shine the light on what's not working, that in and of itself is the first part of the healing, that noticing, ah, that's what I'm doing. Now I see that behaviour now. When we start to see the behaviour, of course, we can start to shift it if we choose to. Um, we can start to shift it into something more resourceful. So thinking about, yeah, I've got this energy, but actually if I use it in the right way, I've got more energy and I'm going to be a brighter, lighter, better person to be around and I'll have more to give. So noticing that it's really important to set boundaries around where I will and won't use my energy. Thinking about where I need to play, what's play look like for me and making time for it, thinking about what I can commit to and being really realistic about that with other people and those strong boundaries being so important. And I think one of the big things that we can hold on to, I think this counts for all of us as well, but remembering that when we do say no, when the no 
is what's most aligned to us, that that's actually a gift. It's a gift for us. It can be a gift for the person we're saying no to. And it's something that actually creates space. Giving that no is creating space for the yes, for what's right, for you, me, that other person. So that's all of that has been such a a big eye opener for me, being able to see the conditioning at work. And while I'm really shining that light on it, being able to flip it around. And as with everything in human design, coming back to who I am as generator and thinking about my strategy, which is to respond, see what lights me up and my authority, which is that sacral yes or no. So that shadow conditioning has been a really key part for me. And the third thing that I wanted to share is the signature theme. So for me, this is a barometer. So in human design, you'll get a signature theme along with finding out your type. If you are a generator, your signature theme is satisfaction. And the flip side of that, the shadow, the not self theme is frustration for a generator. So I kind of think about this as a barometer of where am I at right now? Am I feeling satisfied? And that is my favourite place to be. Or am I feeling frustrated? And when I'm feeling frustrated, I will notice that feeling and stop. That is my cue to stop and ask myself, okay, frustration is here. So where am I out of alignment? What am I doing that I shouldn't be doing? What have I said yes to that should have been a no? Where am I not lit up? And just by identifying that, I can start to make make some shifts and changes so that I can get back towards my happy place, my um, signature theme of satisfaction. So that's really, really useful. One of the other things that I do is recognise that I can go and look for satisfaction. So I started, sometimes start my day with thinking, right, what is going to make me feel really satisfied right now? It feels like a bit of a dynamo for me. If I can get this revved up at the start of the day, kind of sees me through the day. So For me, it might be something as simple as clearing down the kitchen worktops and have everything looking really sleek or hoovering the lounge floor or walking the dog. Will will I feel satisfied when I've done this? Now, if that's a yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to feel the satisfaction. I'm going to be lit up. I'm going to be looking for more satisfaction. And honestly... Kind of looping back to my first point now, the more lit up I feel, the better opportunities come for me, the better contacts, better conversations. It's all just pulling in that really, really good stuff. So, watching out for that signature theme, that barometer of where am I at on this, and how can I get to the satisfaction end of that? And when I'm not, what have I done? Where am I out of alignment? And how can I shift? So those are the three things that I wanted to share with you today. The purpose, 
the conditioning, looking into those shadows and how I use that signature theme. So I hope that's been a really interesting and useful little snapshot into what it's like for me to be a generator. As always, I would love to hear from you. So please do, please do comment, please do share and please do get in touch. Let me know, are you a generator? How does it feel for you? Are you another type? Would you like to be interviewed? What have you got to share with me? I'd love to hear from you. I will see you back here on the podcast very soon.